This is the Evolve Marriage Podcast, episode 25. Today we're talking about shooting all over your marriage. Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop. We don't have time for contracts okay, it's too much welcome everyone this is a podcast um, not a radio yeah i don't have time for record i know it either. sounded like adele and adele i'm not sure who you sounded like i thought i sounded like adele too i thought you were talking about me when you said <laughs> adele <laughs> yeah you did you were good how, how, how are, are you guys doing i'm so happy that we're here today how are you feeling adele i mean kate <laughs> i'm feeling um very tired, exhausted actually would be more of the proper word. Um, it's my eighth day back at school and I'm feeling like I'm drowning in paperwork and all kinds of beginning of the year stuff. If you're a teacher, huh, we got this. We got this. You can tell you're a teacher because all you ever do is talk about school. Oh, but it's because I love it so I know. much. It's like 10 months out of the year. That's everything is school. And then I get you for a good like two months. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I like talk about my kids like they're mine. Yeah. You know, all my students names like they were yours too. Yeah. And then those two months in the summer, the one month is like, oh God, I'm so glad school's done. And then the other month is like, I can't wait for school to start up again. <laughs> <laughs> now that's dedication to the career. Teacher for life. <laughs> I love my job. How are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling calm. Glad to be here with you. I'm glad to connect with you. Um, this is what I envisioned the podcast to be. It was like this excuse where you would have to connect with me, which is amazing. So I'm glad that we're here. We're seeing each other. <laughs> we had a really nice date yesterday where we connected. It thanks, was. It thanks was for really organizing great. that. Yeah, no problem, babe. I like spending time with you. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about shitting on your relationship. And right. not the sexy kind. <laughs> no. That's not Is actually, that we're really, we're not really into that. It's just, you know, I mean, let's not bash it because some people might be into it. Not into that yet. Always oh, Eric, yet. there is no right, yet. No, there is no never. <laughs> that is not a thing. All right. No. So if we're, if we're keeping it serious, we're talking about, um, you know, social contracts, uh, social expectations and how they pressure us to show up a certain way as a husband or a wife. Exactly. I think there's, um, through social media and just through our relationships, our daily relationships, we often see things that we um, put in our heads that we should be doing in our relationship or we should be showing up a different way in our relationship or our husband or wife should be showing up a different way because their husband and wife does that. How come mine doesn't? So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of outer pressure when it comes to um, relationships. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny because I actually thought about it in a different way. I agree, like, social media can sometimes lead to that, right? And what we're looking at online, it's always, like, this idea of comparing and how that's kind of this thief of, like, joy. But I think even deeper, right, the beliefs we were raised with, right, how we should be showing up, uh, what our parents and our siblings and our best friends are telling us, right? This is all things that we're often trying to keep up with in order to, you know, be part of the pack, right? This mm-hmm. this animalistic need to belong that we have within all of us, right? Often creates this space where we we want to stick to these beliefs. We want to do the right thing. Yeah. Right? We want to do what we should be doing. Yeah, based we on think the beliefs we should be doing, right, right? That we have. And 
And we're not, you know, when we're talking about this, I think you and I, you know, we don't really use that idea of like good and bad, right? We use healthy and healthy. Yeah, speak for yourself. I'm very black and white. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here, right? We're being honest. This is an honest podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and I think, you know, we don't necessarily think that all social norms are bad. What we're talking mm -hmm. about is, you know, when social norms start to creep into your marriage, it, really in your mind, and start mm -hmm. to put pressure on the way that you have to show up in a marriage and how that creates dysfunction. Right. And if you're in your marriage, like I know, for example, for, for us, um, when it comes to like things like PDA, I'm very uncomfortable with it. And Eric is trying to get me into a place where I become more comfortable with it. But for me, I was brought up where, you know, those things were, were private and they should be kept for the, the bedroom and home. And it's not really something I saw my parents do was show PDA. So for me, I'm, I'm very shy about it. And Eric's trying to get me to a place where it, I, I get more comfortable with it because I need to get, I want to get out of my head when it comes to that. Um, this is an example of something that's kind of getting in our way. This is like a social contract that might be getting in the way of our connection because for Eric, he wants to show me love. And, and for him, it's so important to show me love in front of the kids, show me love in front of other people. Like it's just how he wants to profess his love to me. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And it's almost insulting to him sometimes. So this has created, you know, a little bit of tension, not, not like major problems, but just kind of like, oh, okay, that sucks. Like, why don't you want to kiss me now? Like, yeah, it's, it's a bid, right? Exactly. I bid to you and mm -hmm. you're kind of like, oh no, like, no, no, stop, stop. Yeah. And you know, I think obviously coming from this place, right? The social norm that, you know, when other people are around you or looking at you, it's inappropriate to show each other physical affection in the form of a kiss exactly. or touching each other or getting too close. Right. Yeah. And so that's something, for example, that we've had to work on because it is a, one of those social norms that, that has gotten in the way of our relationship, has gotten in the way of our connection, and we're still working on it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> For what? Still working on it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll always be working at this. But, you know, and I think this also, you know, sometimes what I've experienced as my social norm is this idea of, you know, what does this ideal husband mm -hmm. need to be, right? So I kind of had this idea of what I needed to do based on these social norms as a husband. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't create that idea for myself. Right. It was really based on a lot of the stuff I was looking at in the media, what I thought I should be in terms of success, the, the amount of money I made. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what I should look like, all these things. And I think oftentimes what happens is, you know, I never really made the choice for myself in terms of what type of husband I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Right. It was really, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a negative thing, but when it starts to really put pressure on yourself or on the marriage, it can become quite hard, right? To get out of that. Where if I'm coming home and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I was just reading like the averages people have sex every single week, like once a week, healthy couples or healthy couples have sex at least three times a week. We should be also having sex cause we're healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the new rule. Okay. So we're going to try to move to that right. without actually having a conversation of, Hey, Is what, what do you get out of sex? What do I get out of sex? What type of sex do we like? How often would we like to have it? it becomes like, hey, this outer thing is now the new standard that we should measure up to. Right. And if we don't, we're a bad couple. We're not in a healthy relationship. And right. that's that's that because I read that article online and now we're, we're in the category of bad relationship because we don't do what the article said. Yeah. And I want to be in the in group. Right? Yeah. I, I want to be in the good relationship group. Yeah. And I like, I like that you keep bringing up that idea of it doesn't have to be 
always be bad because outside influence can be very positive sometimes. Um, You can find a dad or a mom that you can really look up to and really try to um, aim to be more like them and do the things that you really admire in them. And having that kind of um, outside influence on your marriage can actually have very positive influences. So um, like Eric keeps saying, like it's very important that we understand that when we're talking about these outside influences, we're talking about the things that are having a negative impact on ourselves or on the marriage. Yeah, and I think it's really important for us individually to decide right? What works for us? What works in our marriage? Mm -hmm. What are the choices that we want to make as parents, et cetera, out, you know, in a vacuum. And then I think go out and have these conversations and have these ideas be challenged, right? Mm -hmm. In different ways. So, you know, one of the things that we constantly do is we constantly search for feedback with people, right? Right. What works for you? How do you raise your kids? What's been working? What hasn't been working? This is what we do. What do you think about that? And then we take all that information and we kind of come back in our vacuum and we make these decisions, Right. right? Whether we want to change something or not, do we want to do something different based on our life and how we want to live it. Exactly. And I think oftentimes, you know, when I was showing up in a really, I would say dysfunctional way, right? And I was putting this pressure on my marriage. It was coming from this idea of, you know, what we needed to do in order to be quote unquote healthy. But I had never really defined what that looked like for me. So I was just out there kind of doing whatever worked. And, you know, some of it was driving me insane, was driving us insane, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, in order to be healthy, we have to be doing this consistently, right? We have to be having this amount of sex. We have to be having deep, you know, intellectual conversations all the time. We have to be <laughs> reading books about marriage. We have to be, and eventually it was just like, I don't really like this. Like, this is not fun, right? Yeah, I'm forcing you to do this and I'm not even enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so like, how can I, you know, what is a good amount of growth for us? Right. And one of the big things that we kind of did completely different, which I think got a lot of pushback from people we know is how I decided kind of to not work in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. You, Kate's a teacher. And I remember a couple of years ago, we were having this conversation. I was like, what if I, like, what if I didn't work in the summer? We just traveled, right? The first idea was like, what if we just like, get an Airbnb in Greece for one summer and then in Australia one summer and we just like bring the kids. Mm-hmm. And at first the immediate reaction was like, well, like, what do you do? What are you do for work? And I was like, what if I didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. What if I could just like work 10 months out of the year and make a certain amount of money and then not work at all? And I think immediately when we started sharing this idea, it became this like, well, what do you mean? You're going to be leaving so much money on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- how are you going to set yourself up? There's all this extra money you could be making and there's all these extra time you could be doing working. Yeah, and, and you should be working. You know, like most people work through the summer. Like this is this, you don't have the kind of job where you can just leave and come back. Like not, unless you're a teacher, <laughs> that doesn't right. happen. And even teachers work in the summer. Yeah, like how much vacation do you have? <laughs> but I, and I think that was that was challenging for us, and it still is challenging for us, right? In terms of we're not super open about that aspect of our lifestyle mm-hmm. because the conversations are complicated to navigate, right? And 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 then we get surrounded by all these questions by people. Well, then how do you make money? How does this happen? So how much money do you make a year? Like how do you pay your debts off? Is it the best for your kids yeah, to be exactly. traveling in Greece for two months? Exactly. You, you know they don't know the language. Is this what best for them? And Right. There's constantly this this challenging of, and I think like at its core, right? It's are you guys showing up as at the, as the best parents? And I think a lot of times we can be susceptible to that if we weren't confident and had made this agreement of how we want to parent, how we want to show up. Exactly, and it's very easy to fall into. Ugh, I, you know what? That person who said that thing, they're right we probably shouldn't do this and then drop that dream completely and move on to something else that's a little safer 
for us that falls more into the social norms we were brought into. Yeah. And I want to take this a deep, a bit deeper kind of into that tribe aspect, right? Because I think this has a huge amount of influence on our mindset and the way that we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realized when I, you know, when I was kind of like battling with alcoholism and and I was trying to stop drinking, I was in the restaurant industry, right? I was managing a bar. Everyone around me was drinking, right? A lot of people were young. None of them had kids. And it was extremely challenging for me to drink less because I was the outlier of that group, right? Mm-hmm. That my mentality was, if I don't drink, I'm kind of I'm kind of called from the herd, right? I'm cut off, yeah. From and so I didn't really think about everything I could create by not drinking, right? Like how amazing my life would get, how much my energy would go up, how I'd sleep better. All I thought about is this thing that I was losing, yeah. And so what ended up happening is, you know, when I joined a mastermind of you know other really healthy dads who were focused on growth. I started to open up about this. And what I realized was a lot of those guys just didn't drink. They were like, oh, I've been sober for this amount of time. Or, you know, oh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sober, but I actually never think about drinking. Sometimes I'll have like a beer a month or something. You know what I mean? And it was a total normal part of their life. And so what was happening to me is my mind was starting to change. My beliefs were starting to change because I was looking at all these healthy men that I was like, oh, shoot. Like you guys are making it work. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I don't want to discount the power of these kind of social norms, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to think about who you're surrounding yourself with and what influence they have and what influence they're having. Yeah. Right. If every time you have to defend your choices, you have to defend who you are as a person, right. It might be because you're in a circle of people who don't vibe with you and don't agree with you. Right. right. Which is okay. In some cases you want to be challenged, but you can't just be always defending your lifestyle. This idea of shooting on your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we think about conflict in our marriage and a lot of times the argument is that, well, you shouldn't be acting this way or you shouldn't be saying this. And when we're not able to be in the moment and, and live in reality, it's very hard to repair and resolve these arguments, right? right? Because we have this entire you know, weight of our beliefs of the, the things that we surround ourselves with that, that make us feel like we're right. Like we're, like we're vindicated. Like we're, you know, I'm truly correct here and you're wrong. It shouldn't be like this because right. according to all these things that I read and all the stuff that I do and all the people I know, right. Yeah. You're, you, you should be having sex with me. Right. And so I think oftentimes when you take that stance, even though you might feel validated and, and you might feel like you're right. I don't know that that's necessarily going to move you anywhere in terms of a healthier connection. Right. Right. As opposed to trying to have the conversation of, you know, instead of worrying about what's right, what's wrong, who's doing right, who's the bad guy here. Why don't we actually have a conversation about what's going on? Like, what do you get out of our sex life? What Mm -hmm. is it that you enjoy? What is it you don't enjoy? Like, yeah. And I don't know if this is something you see a lot in men, but I know in women, a lot of the mom groups, women groups that I'm in, a lot of people will ask these blanket questions of like, how many times do you have sex per week? Or, you know, um, how many hours of TV does your kid watch? And it's all good for me to say, oh, you know, my, my children only watch 30 minutes of TV per day or an hour of TV per day. Um, but that's because it works for my life. What works for you and your spouse? Have that conversation together. How many times do you want to have sex a week? What does sex even look like for you? Does it mean that we're having penetration? Does it even mean that, that we have to get to orgasm? Like, There's all kinds of things that can go into that conversation that's not just like, well, you know, how many times is good for you? Like, 
that's not that's not the barometer here. Yeah, and I think we're talking a lot about sexuality, but this plays into every aspect of our life, right? right? Who should be doing chores? Well, because I'm working, you should be doing this. And right. because I'm doing this, well, you should be. This is all beliefs that we grew up with that are constantly kind of amplified by a lot of the things we surround ourselves. Right, and and I've seen so many relationships get into really hard, tough spots because I've seen wives, you know, begging their husbands to be more involved in the kitchen, do more house chores. And the husband's like, isn't that your job? Mm -hmm. Because that's how they were raised. They don't know any better. They had a mom who weighed on their dad hand and foot. And maybe that works for your marriage. We know some couples that works for their marriage. Absolutely. The wife weighs on his or her husband hand and foot. To me, I'm not into that. To you, maybe it works for you. And that's fine as long as it works for the two of you yeah and i think you know kind of as we're wrapping up this this idea of these shame triggers right i think society puts a lot of pressure on us as you know couples as parents to be a certain way right Mm -hmm. to to be at that's kind of pinnacle of what it looks like to be really healthy and oftentimes when we're not there there's a lot of shame right? right there's a lot of judgment that that thing you mentioned right of like you know, how many time, how many hours of TV does your kid watch? How many minutes of TV does your kid watch? Whatever. A lot of times people don't even want to answer because they're so afraid of judgment, oh, right? Yeah. They're so afraid of feeling shameful as a parent because this constant I'm not good enough mentality is playing in their mind, mm-hmm. right? Which is that big formidable question. Am I lovable? Am I good enough, right? Exactly. In these aspects. So, right. you know, oftentimes we have to be very careful about how we approach these conversations because if we're constantly comparing, it's sending this message of, our life isn't good enough, right? right? I remember when you, when that was happening to you, right? You all say like, oh, so-and-so traveled and we never traveled. I, I, you know, for me, I, I was like, man, I work so hard. Like we have this beautiful home. We have all these things we have, and it's still not good enough for you. Like, and I remember like, that's, that clearly wasn't your story. That's not what you were trying mm-hmm. to bring to me. You were just like, I want to travel with you. I, I would love to travel, mm-hmm. but that's not how I was taking it. Cause I was feeling a lot of shame just because, you know, I was like, well, I guess I got to be like, you know, that guy's husband or that girl's husband. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to to frame this in a really careful light because when we approach our partner with this, we should do this, we should do that, we should do this, it puts a lot of pressure on the marriage and it's a reminder that the current state is absolute garbage Mm -hmm. and we lose sight that there's a lot of great things in our life. Oh, and it's so easy to lose sight of those things when you're focused on what you want instead of what you have. And, and it's fine to dream as long as you're dreaming together. It's fine to want as long as you're wanting together and, and making plans and, and getting, you know, steps to get to where you want to go. But if all you're thinking of is we should have this and we should have that and I hate that we don't have this and he should be this way and he should be saying those things, you're not going to see all the things he's doing and all the things he's saying and all the things he has done for you. So, yeah, I love that. I love that just creating that awareness of how much am I appreciating what I have right now versus how much am I dreaming that I had something different and not really talking to my spouse about it and seeing if this is something that he also wants. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, the message we want, we want you all to get, all, all the listeners, is think about, you know, what you really appreciate in your life, some of the things that are going really well, mm-hmm. uh, and think about some of the things maybe you do want to improve, but you want to improve them from a place of, I know that I want this, and I know I want to create something different, not based on, you know, me thinking, if I get this thing, I'll somehow feel better, 
but just that, hey, I want to continue to grow my marriage because I'm going to be with you and I don't want this to be it, right? I want to continue to know each other deeper. I want to be able to know all of you. And that's a much different place than, you know, if we have sex five times a week, all my problems will be solved. Exactly. Because that's just not true. Right. Right. (laughs) Problems are still there. Still going to (laughs) happen. You know, there ain't nothing at the top. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for being here, everyone. Thanks for letting us kind of ad lib (laughs) during this episode, which is really great. This was something that was on our mind because we were experiencing this as well. Um, But for everything we do, check us out at evolvemarriage.com. We have a resource page there. We have a coaching page. So uh, if you are a man who struggles with communicating about intimacy in your marriage, um, let me know. You can book a call with me and we can see if it's a good fit for us to work together. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Uh, but as usual, please share this episode with people you know, people you love, because we need you to co-create this movement, right? We're trying to impact marriages all over the world. So if you know somebody that could get value out of this, please share that with them. Bye. Bye. Bye.